2: Welcome to the most delicious podcast on the internet, off-menu with Ed Gamble and James
3: Acaster. But beware, don't eat the liver, it's deadly poisonous. Hello, James. Wow, I did not see that twist coming in the intro, Ed. Very scary. People who have never listened to this podcast before are now going to be quite scared. They're going to think yeah, it's they're going a to horror be podcast, about the liver. but it's not a horror podcast. It's not a horror podcast, although we could, we should do a horror podcast, me and you. Yeah, I think we could do quite a good one. Goth we menu. we both like, goth menu. Yeah. Very not bad. Good. I'm trying to think of things to add to it, but I don't think I can improve on that.
2: Yeah, let's just leave it where it is. It's a perfect joke from a perfect guy. <laughs> but this is not a horror podcast.
3: It is a food podcast. James, yes. we invite a guest into the dream restaurant every week and we ask them their favorite ever starter, main course, dessert, side dish and drink, not in that order. And this week our special guest is Rafe Rafe Spall!
2: Spall. Rafe Spall, a brilliant actor, an actor of much repute to James. He's
3: done so much brilliant stuff. We love Rafe Spall, so do you. That's why you're listening to this podcast. It's very exciting to have Rafe Spall on the podcast. But what food will he choose? And will he choose the secret ingredient which will mean that even though he's Rafe Spall, we will kick him out of the dream restaurant. And this week's secret ingredient is dandelion and
2: burdock. Dandelion and burdock. What is it? What is that drink? I don't like it. Nope, me neither. I think I've only tasted it once, maybe. Yep,
3: yeah, I know what a dandelion is. Still not clear on what a burdock is. Yeah. Don't think that a drink should be made out of them. No,
2: sir. No, sir, thank you very much. It's it's quite an old-school drink, isn't it? It's something you, yeah, famous you might hear about, like, your, your granddad might go, Oh, I remember when I was a little boy. I'd, I'd yeah. been a little shorts on running over from school for a cold dandelion and burdock.
3: Yep, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly, that's a very good yeah. impression of a granddad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you hear those stories and it doesn't make you go, oh, I wish I was a kid when grandad was a kid. It's no like, That way. sounds horrible. It just sounds like they've gone to a field or like a garden that's overgrown and just pulled up all the weeds and all the different stuff, put it in a sieve and strained it and then yeah. shook it up a bit and gone, this is a fizzy drink, this yeah. will do.
2: Oh, it was such a treat back in my day, Dad, 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 Burdock. It was the perfect little drink to have with your boiled stomach. I like this
3: character. Yeah. What's the character called? Grand Grandad Ed. Granddad Ed? Yeah. Granddad Ed. What do you like to eat, Grandad Ed? Well, of course the boiled stomach's very nice. Mashed swede. Do you like boiled sweets? I love boiled sweets. I'm
2: always sucking on a boiled sweet. (laughs) My wife tried to hide them. But I found them again.
3: They were in the VHS cases. Oh, very very sneaky wife. Sneaky wife. So if Ralph Spall says dandelion and burdock. Yes. We're going to kick him out, out but we're going to welcoming Grandad Ed to the restaurant.
2: Yes, Grandad Ed will be there instead doing his dream menu. Uh I think we all know what dessert's going to be. Yeah. But hopefully Ralph will not be kicked out of the dream restaurant. Uh, because hopefully he'll be trying his best, uh, which is a coincidence because Trying is the name of his sitcom which is on Apple TV plus it's the second season and it's streaming from the 14th of may you can get the first season now
3: yes fantastic very exciting stuff and ed that was such a good link into that really really you're on you're on your game today you're on I'm your on A game i'm on, I'm on form well, let's let's hope that form
2: maintains itself when we hear the off menu menu of Rafe sport Rafe <laughs> sport Welcome, Rafe Spall, to the Dream Restaurant. Look out.
3: Welcome, Rafe Spall, to the Dream Restaurant. We've been expecting you for some time.
0: Well, I'm so pleased to be here.
2: It's uh, it's very nice to have, have you here, Rafe. Uh, apologies for my internet cutting out there at that um, that uh, inopportune moment. That's like being welcome to a restaurant and they immediately slam the door in your face as soon as you get, yeah. get to the porch.
0: So, apologies. You ever no, been refused right.
3: entry? You ever been refused entry to a restaurant or a cafe or an establishment, Rafe?
0: Yeah, you know, I, this sounds apocryphal, but you know that thing where you get turned down from a nightclub because you've got trainers on and then you put your socks o- over your trainers? No. <laughs> I've done that before. <laughs> no, I've never heard of You don't of know that about that thing? That? Because no. there used to be a thing, because I, I came of sort of, <laughs> like, my teens, I grew up in Southeast London in the 90s, and at that time, UK garage was a big thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And especially on the old Kent road, uh, that was the sort of the beating heart of the UK garage scene. Right. And yeah. garage, their whole thing was like sexy and stylish. Right. Mm. You had to come looking nice. Yeah. So a lot of the things would be like no caps, no trainers, no attitude. Right. Like they, yeah. Those were the three things about not getting into a club. <laughs> and, um, sometimes, well, what one time I didn't actually mm. do it. So I'm using some license here a friend of mine turned up with trainers on and probably a little bit of attitude. And, um, (laughs) we, uh, and we were turned away. And then someone said, just take your black socks off, put them over your trainers. (laughs) And he did. And we sailed on in to cookies and cream, garage night. <laughs> A cookies A
2: cookie? and cream. Wow. Cookies and food, cream.
0: Food related, immediately exactly. food related. Yeah. See, that story did come round. <laughs> <laughs> you knew what you were doing. Were
2: the bouncers letting that slide? Did they know the sock trick or were they just not looking properly? And they they thought didn't it was-
0: blink. They just thought he had big shoes on. <laughs> they just thought <laughs> he had <laughs> shoes. Big, exactly, big fluffy shoes. He thought none the wiser. He thought he'd gone home and got changed into some, into some respectable shoes. Alas, no, it was no. a ruse. <laughs>
3: <laughs> if someone was to make a film mm. about the 90s UK garage scene, mm. I mean, we already know you definitely want to be in it. I do. should it's, it's your upbringing, it's where you come from. Mm. But, like, who would you want to play in that film? If you look back at the garage scene, all the big names in it, all the big players, who would you want to play?
0: Well, t- two local celebrities where I grew up, were, were two MCs called Nicky S and Nike. Oh, yeah. And I remember once I was really, um, I was in this place called the Paradise Bar in Broccoli and Nicky S had just done a storming set. People were really sort of in awe of, of of him and he came walking towards me and he made eye contact with me and he put his fist up to fist bump me Yeah. and I put my fist up. I thought he knows who I am oh, and he sailed really. straight past me and fist bumped someone behind me. <laughs>
3: Oh, no. I would say Nicky S
0: gets his mm. fist bumps ready too early in that case. I, I, and that's yeah. not your fault. Exactly. That is not your fault. <laughs> but but the sort of UK garage voice, I don't know if you, maybe you don't, if you weren't that sort of au fait with <laughs> UK garage radio in the 90s, it was that sort of like ladies crew bubbling fresh. You know, that sort of like, shout out to all the ladies in the venue. (laughs) Um, It's going to be a roadblock event. It was like, no one has ever spoken like that. And I don't know why, I don't know how they settled on that voice as the voice to to get people... Jazzed up yeah. about the garage night. Who was
2: the first guy to do that voice? And at what point did everyone go, yeah, we're, we're going to stick with this. We're going to stick gonna- with that. Yeah, yeah
0: listen, we should, do a re- we should probably do an advert for, for this club night. Well, well how, how do you even sound on an advert? Ladies, and let me tell you, it's going to be a banging night.
2: <laughs> what does, and what does bubbling, bubbling fresh mean? Because I've heard people say that before. Yeah.
0: Well, bubbling is dancing <laughs> oh, and, and, and fresh is real fresh dancing.
3: Yeah. Oh, I see. Speaking yeah. of voices, I didn't know mm. what you really sounded like, Rafe, until just now.
0: Are you surprised?
3: Yeah, I've, I've seen I've seen you in a lot of films, a lot of TV, and I think I've only heard you speak like this in Shaun of the Dead.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think I've heard you use this voice a- a- anywhere else. I'm just I'm literally putting it on now. This isn't. This is not how I speak. <laughs> yeah. I speak like that garage voice. That's that, that's how I usually. <laughs> that's how I usually talk how was your day at school <laughs> talking like that is that to your kids you yeah what are you thinking for dinner <laughs> um ladies na- lady no, no, no this is this is how i sound yeah have you always been good at
3: voices because i'm obsessed with people who are good at voices i can't do any voices except my, except my own i can't do accents anyone who can i think it's amazing
2: and don't feel pressured rafe into doing your repertoire or anything because he always does this when we have actors on he gets all excited
0: James, if someone said to you, you will die if you don't do one accent and, and, you, could, and you could back yourself to do one, what would, the, what would the one be that you would back yourself to do?
3: Oh, God.
2: Can you have a go at the UK Garage Voice?
0: Bubbling fresh, Ladies. <laughs> ladies. <laughs> Bubble in fresh. That sounds more like thieves do not operate at this fairground. That was that <laughs> yeah. more like that. That was more like that. Yeah, yeah. It did yeah.
2: sound like J- James Acaster at a garage club night. There's always a hint of Acaster in everything that you do. I think
0: James, where did where did you grow up? What's your where's your accent from? Kettering, Northamptonshire. Kettering. I did a play set in Northamptonshire once, and and ah. and someone tried to kinky get, boots. It was, no, it was not kinky boots, alas. It was a play at the Royal Court called um, Alaska, but they they tried to get us to do Northampton accents, and they're, they're, it's almost impossible because it's so like um, yeah, nothing. <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah. See, you can't do you know what I mean? But it's got a bit of that. It it gets towards sort of East Anglian or something weird. Or like do you know what I mean? It's quite difficult yeah. to get to get your get your head around. It's
3: a pick and mix of of everywhere else, which is why it's so mad. I can't do other accents because we we take all the lazy parts of everyone else's accent. And we do all of them in one voice. So I don't really p- pronounce my THs. I drop a lot of my Gs and my Ts. Um, say AR sounds out the side of my mouth like a farmer. Yeah. Do all that stuff. But I can't adapt to other regions. You are like a farmer, actually. I am like a farmer. When I started out in stand-up, some comedians used to make fun of the way I said Mars bar because I said it
0: out the side of, my, side of my mouth. Mars bar. Ed, how's your accents?
3: I don't, I'm not sure. I
2: they're, they're probably fine. They're better than James's. Ed's good. Do Edwin coffee. Oh no, that's terrible. It's cause my American oh, accent's great. quite poor, I'd say. I can well, do cartoonish mm. versions of some British
0: accents. Go on him. It is a tough one. Probably the toughest. Northeastern.
2: I can do that in a
0: cartoonish way, man. Yeah, that's good. I
2: ain't not buddy. Eh?
0: What about Welsh?
2: Ah, oh, Welsh. You need a, a word to get into it, don't you? Yes, hello. I'm from Wales.
0: That's good. You're gonna yeah. be Tom Jones there and all. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> one more what about um uh, here's one that i can't get anywhere near yeah. N- northern irish
2: northern irish i'm not too bad at because my granddad was from larn
3: you enjoyed saying the word larn then didn't you he
2: loved saying larn you,
3: yeah, yeah you like that so if, if someone asked you to audition and play a northern irish
0: person if you would have to say no i probably would have to say no i've thought about this it, it, it seems to be and one of my best friends is northern irish but it seems to me i can get the um the, the rhythm of it which is Da ba da da ba da ba, da ba da ba da ba da da Yes. But you can't do all your lines like that, can you? If, no, I can't you some... can't do them all like that. It wouldn't <laughs> watch trouble. <laughs> People wouldn't like it. Imagine if
2: you got offered the part, yeah. you told them you could do the accent, mm. you get to a read-through, table read, and it comes to your first line. How long do you think you'd last at the table read if you just did all your lines like that before they just said you, you have to leave?
0: People will probably laugh the first time you did it because it was like a hilarious, very brave joke. Yeah. But then it, but then it <laughs> <laughs> you got that guy's got some balls to pull off a joke on his first line at a table read yeah. good on him right yeah but then if you carried on you'd be asked to leave i actually was once fired after a table read oh i've never should, shared this before did you try and get back in with your socks over your shoes <laughs> <laughs> very good no it didn't it didn't it, it I, if only i thought of that no it was um it was for a radio play and I, i've never done any because i didn't go to drama school and I've, I've never done any shakespeare or like a verse reading or that sort of thing. And it was for like some sort of like John Webster play. And when I went along and there was Rory Kinnear was there, do you know that actor? Yeah. Who's who's perhaps one of our finest classical actors. He he fucked the pig. Yeah. He fucked the pig. Yeah. 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 In real life. No, in in, um, (laughs) Black Mirror. And they're all like the best classical actors of their generation. And I bought a York notes before going to this thing to try and work it out. And I did the read through. And afterwards the director said, what's the problem? What happened there? What's the problem? And I said, I did tell you I've never done this sort of thing before. And he said, I think it's best you leave. I said, but my, my bag is still in the other room where everyone else is. And I had to go in and get my bag. Can you imagine? When you went oh. in to get your bag, mm. did you pretend like you were still in the play? I think I might have said something about a family emergent, an emergency. Yeah,
2: Good Just garbled something about an emergency yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Bag but, and
0: run out. But they knew. They knew what
2: had happened. Oh, so they all knew in the room when you went to get your bag that you'd been fired?
0: I think they knew it was going very poorly for me in this read-through. And then I think they were told after I'd left that I had, in fact, been fired. Mm. Oh, man, that's painful. Have you ever been fired?
2: It's difficult to be fired doing stand-up comedy a lot of the time because they tend to be one-off gigs. If you're fired Mm. from a stand-up comedy gig, it's gone very badly. (laughs) if you're halfway through the set and they're like no this isn't working out it's time to leave
3: (laughs) you're gonna have to go yeah (laughs) I I had that I mean I may have told this story on the podcast before but I had a gig once where it was going really badly and the audience were just all talking over me it's bedlam and there was someone in the front who really hated me who was screaming at me how shit I was I'd be like yeah shit and all this And then the guy who owned the venue went over to security and pointed at this guy on the front row and went, he needs to go. But guy was doing so badly that the security guard thought he was pointing at me. (laughs) (laughs) So the security just walked up. And so this guy's yelling at me on the front going, you are shit. You're not even fucking funny. And then I saw the security guard coming up behind him. And I was like, cavalry's arrived. You're about to get chucked out, you piece of shit. But so I let him shout at me. And then the security guard just walked past this guy up onto the stage, right up to me. And he went. You need to go, and uh, (laughs) and I was like, okay, fine. I mean, I I don't like this anyway. And I left, and then they made me go back on and explain to them what had happened. What (laughs) did that bring him back round? No, it did not. It went worse because I—I tell you, I said, oh, if I'm being chucked (laughs) out, the audience cheer. I go off stage. The the manager comes up to me and says, "That was a mistake." I was like, "Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a mistake, but I'm happy to just ride it out." It's like, no, no, I need you to go back on. And so I went back on and told them what happened, and they still don't like me. And the guy on the front when I thought they'd sent you to get a proper comedian and all this. Oh, mate. Oh, and then I made, this is a big mistake, but I did it. I went, they did send me to get a proper comedian, and it's you. So everyone welcomed this guy to the stage. Oh. So then I gave him the mic. He went on stage. I sat in his seat because mm. they're already, mm. you know, a pack of wolves. Mm. So he goes on, and they, they give him a, a little chance, and he says, some, he says some joke at the top, doesn't work, and then they really turn on him. It gets really ugly. Mm. And then he starts panicking and turning to me, and... Trying to hand me back the mic And I just shook my head and sat there and went No, this is your gig now, which is a very unprofessional thing to do Ray. Wow. And it just got worse and worse Until the whole place was uh, <laughs> Not really a
0: gig anymore Actually It was a bit of a riot Did you feel good about that or, or did you feel, did you begin to feel guilty When it was happening?
3: I felt good when I shook my head at him And then when it descended into This is now uh, Unwinbackable and we,
0: none of us can come <laughs> back from this I felt really bad from it. You were the equivalent of, as Danny Dyer put it, in Nice with your trotters up. Yeah. I was in Nice with my trotters up.
2: That, I'd say that's being fired. You definitely got fired there. I got fired. But, Rafe, you haven't been fired from trying, of course. Oh, no. Which, very excited that there's a second series. Yeah, me too. Where did we leave your character in Series 1 and uh, what's changed?
0: The first season is about a, a couple who try and have a baby together, but they're not able to naturally conceive. So they um, decide to adopt. And then the, the whole first season is about them being approved um, uh, for adoption. And now it's about them getting matched with a kid. Lots of bittersweet moments in ensue. It's about something. And it's also funny. And the, the more I do stuff, I, I only want to be in things that are funny mm-hmm. because everything's funny and, you know, I've I've done like Ibsen and shit like at, at the National Theatre a few years ago. And even that should be funny. It's like, even if there's, if there's, if there is a laugh to be had, let, let's have it. And it's a crime not to. There, there has been very few moments in my life where some form of comedy hasn't been wrought from it. And that's the sort of work I want to do. And this reflects that.
3: Sometimes when you go and see like a proper serious play mm. and the whole thing is serious, but there's like the occasional comedic line in there. Mm. It gets such a massive laugh because people aren't expecting it out of mm. nowhere, and then as a comedian, I'm sat there absolutely seething because I'm like, yeah, writing.
2: it really makes it makes comedians so angry. <laughs> theater crowds like laughing at tiny jokes because everyone's so tense all the time in the theater. Yeah. I don't know. That's how mm. I feel when I go and watch a play. I'm so worried for everyone
0: involved. Yes. And then if it's serious, and there's one little joke, and everyone's like,
2: oh, thank God for that. We're all here. We're alive.
0: <laughs> Do you know what? I had my first. I mean, I'm embarrassed. Um, saying it to you but I did a one person play at the National Theatre oh. last year right called Death of England and I watched hours and hours and hours of stand-up like I'm a, I'm a huge stand-up fan anyway right I, I love it so I watched everything and everyone and i and i had my first taste of what that would be like to do Mm stand-up comedy as an actor and um there was a lot of like audience participation and talking to people and improvising and stuff and i i I have to say Ah. it it, easy it was easy (laughs) 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 turns out bloody easy easy. (laughs) no no it wasn't no it gave me it gave me it gave me even more respect but what i did realize is again from a layman's point of view and i and i say this with my head bowed is the sort of power that you have in speaking to Going back to your heckler thing, and I know that people all, all, probably always bore on to you about hecklers and stuff, but like the amount of power that you have as the person on stage, if someone says anything, ain't got to be that good you come back. People are generally on your side. Yes. Yeah. Right? Is that is that true? Yeah, I think
2: that's fair. And also, the audience knows instinctively that anything you say back is in the moment and unique, and people are so much more on board with anything they feel is special to that night.
0: Right. That's interesting.
3: Also, Rafe, you've learned very quickly a very key rule in stand-up, a good thing to remember, is that the whole audience is on your side. It's a big lesson yeah. that I only learned when you said it just then. So I never learned. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> yeah,
2: James James sort of takes the opposite uh, way of doing things Do you? when he walks on. He's like, oh god, they're all It's hate all
3: insecurities me. and stuff, isn't it? But yeah.
0: Yeah, but you're but you're going but you're you're of the level now where everyone's coming to see your shows though. So so everyone is on side, right? Yeah, people are coming to see you. Then you're not You are talking out of your ass. <laughs> that is not the case. <laughs> It is.
3: It's the case. one in each group are there to see me. James, James sees it as more enemies. Yes, is that that's what he sees? Big audiences as they all bring their mates who don't know me, and <laughs> then mm. but then, yeah, it's just it's, it's it's all in my head most of the time, and I should have that approach of going. They all want you to succeed, even the ones who don't know who you are. They want you to do
0: well because they don't want to be in an awkward situation where they're watching someone bomb. No, exactly. No, but I get that. I get it, and I have a similar thing sometimes when I do plays. And because, you know, I mean, you know what it's like, an audience exists as an sort of organic thing unto itself and certain Bits that get massive laughs. Usually one night won't for whatever reason. Then you'll get a strange laugh in another place and you can um, end up despising the audience. And and I, I get it when I'm like, well, there's actually a big laugh coming up, but you're not going to fucking get it. So I'm going sc- <laughs> I'm not, I'm not to... You don't deserve it. You don't deserve it. I'm not even going to give it to you.
3: Yeah. Oh, I know what you mean. That's me for two hours when the first joke doesn't get as much as I thought it was That's me <laughs> for the, the remaining two hours, throwing it all away. Fuck you guys. You don't get the full thing. We always start with still or sparkling water for your meal, Rafe. Although today we're starting with still or bubbly fresh. Oh yeah, still or bubbly fresh. Bubbly <laughs> Absolutely. Fresh. Do you know what? I've Ed so much. He's had that up his sleeve since you said it. Yeah, it's very good. I didn't think of it, but Ed's had it there. He's like, oh, I know when the
0: time is to drop that.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well done. Just let James get through his breakdown about stand up, and
0: then I'm ready to do my bubbly fresh joke. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I, I um, okay. I I guzzle um bubbly fresh water. Um all day every day, yeah? Uh-huh. I'm addicted to it. I've I've heard some quite um hefty um soda stream content on on this podcast before. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. And, I, and I am in possession of one. Um and probably my favorite drink in the world up there is fizzy water with orange squash.
3: Oh, hello. Nice. First of all, is it a pint glass? Is it a small glass?
0: And then how much squash are you putting in to bu- bubbly fresh water? If I had if I had a pint glass I would use a pint glass, yeah. but it's sort of one of them in between the pint and a half pint glasses. You know the ones I mean. Yeah. And I'm going to put about an inch and a half in. Yeah.
2: So pretty, a good measure.
0: So I think if I'm allowed to, I'll have some orange squash in my fizzy water, please, monsieur. Yeah? Although I knew uh, fizzy or still would be a question. I, I know a friend of mine, this woman called Carla Gugino, she's an actress. She orders half and half. She's the only human I've ever known do this. She goes, I'll have half and half, please. That must send them crazy in a restaurant. What do they do? What do they do with that? They're confused, but they comply because they have to. Is that because fizzy water's too fizzy for her? Too much for her. It's too much for her. (laughs) But still water's not enough. Indeed. Yeah. So she'll have half and half. Thank you very much. But for me, in this restaurant, I'll have um, Robinson's orange squash in there, please. That's your brand, is Robinson's. Is there another brand? What? (laughs)
2: i mean it's a good point it's, it's robinson's or
3: bust really isn't it yeah
0: i mean really what other orange squash brands are there there aren't yeah. any apart from like home brand ones do you know what i mean like yeah
3: <laughs> that's what we had growing up was sainsbury's home brand is what we always had growing up now you know i've got two bottles of robinson's in there actually yeah yeah guess what flavors they are orange yeah and right and the ribena flavor one wrong Lemon. Yes. Wow. Lemon's the king for me. Sorry, Rafe. Lemon's the king of the squashes. That's quite
2: saucy. I'll do lemon squash with fizzy water from the soda stream. Mm-hmm. It's like having a
3: lemonade, but you don't feel bad about it. A cloudy lemonade. A cloudy yeah. lemonade. You feel like you're in an old book. Mm. Which I don't I don't want to get too focused on drinks, but cloudy lemonade is the best lemonade, right? It's the best one, yeah. 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 There's no mess.
2: We don't need to even get focused on it. We
3: all agree. Can you remember the first time you had a cloudy lemonade and just thought, why have I been bothering it with that other shit? I
0: can't, I can't remember the exact time. But my dad my dad uh he guzzles it two litre bottle every day, cloudy lemonade. Diet cloudy lemonade. Does he know? Yeah, he murders it, yeah. Absolutely <laughs> destroys it. Brilliant. We've got some goss on Timothy Spool. Yeah. Timothy Spool bloody loves his cloudy lemonade. Quite
2: often when like little bits of this podcast still uh, sneak into the tabloids, which is always very funny, little celebrity <laughs> fact. Yeah. And I am really hope that Daily Mirror goes with Timothy Spool guzzles cloudy
0: lemonade. T V Tim gu- guzzles <laughs> cloudy lemonade. <laughs>
3: They'll they'll do some sort of pun headline for it. I'm trying to think of one, but I can't. All I can think of is Alfie the same wet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pop it up, um, sort or of bread.
0: Pop it up, um, sort of bread. Rafe Spall, Pop it up, um, sort of bread. Bread. Um. And, I, and I'm and I'm going to have some sourdough bread, and I want to. I put mm. butter on it and salt. Oh, yeah. So is it salted butter and then you add salt? Yeah, yeah, double salt. I was a very fat child, right? I used, I, I, And um, I used to uh, eat a lot, still do, but got. A, this is why I'm looking forward to this because on, on this meal, I'm going all out. I'm not holding yeah. back because I don't need to watch my figure in this restaurant, do I? Yeah, absolutely not. But my, my mum and dad always used to say to me, don't fill up on bread yeah. when I went to a restaurant. Don't fill up on bread. Yeah. I never did. And I never have. It's impossible. <laughs> it's not because impossible I'm holding back. Not because I'm holding back, because I'm eating all the bread I want, but I'm not full up on it. So
2: you found you found a loophole, really, because they were saying don't fill up on bread. They <laughs> yeah. meant don't eat all the bread, and you eat yeah, yeah. all the bread, and you're like, actually, I'm still not full, mum and
0: dad. Um, so <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's you're lying because you, it's impossible to fill up on bread. Yeah, yeah. While well, your dad's there, full to the brim of cloudy lemonade. <laughs> yeah, he's drunk yeah, so exactly. much of it, it's spilling out of his yeah. mouth. As what talk. a
2: hypocrite. <laughs> What
0: a hypocrite. He's saying don't fill, yeah. fill up on bread and he's got foam coming out of his eyes. Yeah, Hang on, Dad. Why don't you not fill up on cloudy lemonade? Thank you very much. You leave me to it. Leave me to it. Let at me enjoy that, myself. At least the
2: restaurant have brought that to me. You've brought that bottle with you, Dad. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Good guzzling in it. a blue
3: carrier bag. <laughs> so you're a salty guy. You like your salted butter. You
0: add the salt on it. Is that yeah. food in general? You're a salt man? I like I like sugar, sugar and sweet, um, mm. James. I like, you know, I, I I do I love crisps. Oh yeah, obsessed by crisps and and yeah. um, although I've given them up this year. Was that like first of January you gave them up? Yeah, and and beer, lager and and, and crisps I've given up. I'm still on the booze. Like I I have other booze uh-huh. and I have other salty snacks like nuts, but trying to keep it a bit tight. So so I've um I've given up on crisps and crisps and lager. Yeah, are they like big foods for you? Sorry. Go for it, James. Well, I was
3: just going to say. I mean, your question seemed quite considered. Uh, as you were going into it, I thought, oh, Ed's actually got a serious question about this. Where I was about to say, because because Rave said he's given up lager and crisps, I was going to say, do you only give up stuff that you can make a sitcom name out of? And, uh, <laughs> and I was. That's what I was going to go. I
2: definitely prefer your question.
3: Falls and horses, wouldn't you? Fools <laughs>
2: and, Fools and horses. Yes, and horses. that's all I can think.
3: <laughs>
0: exactly. Not food. Ever decreasing circles, I'm going to stop yeah. with them and all. I'm going to stop decreasing circles. And also, I'm giving up my, my family. That's Yeah, sad, yeah. yeah That's that sad. is sad. But you I know. don't want to get into that now. I don't want to get into
2: it. But a rule's a rule. Yeah. A rule's
0: are rule. But I do like salty stuff.
2: Interestingly, so you've given up crisps, right? I, I quite often have to say I'm giving up nuts because they're a big, like, they're a food that if I start eating them, I won't stop eating them. They're like a, I spiral out of control. I can't fill up on nuts.
0: What what sort of nuts are we talking?
2: Oh, I mean, with you know, roasted salted. But if in a dream world, I think uh roasted salted pecans. Jesus. Roasted salted macadamias.
0: What do you think is king nut? Yeah, good question.
2: Look, almonds are a classic nut, right?
3: But but classic, but king king nut is for me is a roasted salted pecan. Wow, face facial expression there. Suggest to me he does not agree and has lost a bit of respect for you.
0: No, I don't. No, I like, no, I love pecans. I don't know, I don't know if I've ever bought a, a I might have had a roasted, salted pecan in a roasted, salted mix of nuts, yeah. but never sp- like a bag of them by themselves. So I'm not qualified to pass comment on that entirely. But you're talking about the flavor of flavor of it. I'm talking about the nut unto itself, like the, the most diverse, like the nut that could be eaten in many different ways, the most sort of, yeah. um, What's the word? Versatile. Versatile nut. Yeah, exactly.
3: Versatile nut. Well, my favorite nut. And I don't know if this qualifies, but mm. I, I happily have it. You know, on its own, roasted, in a dish, in a hot dish. Yeah, it even goes well in desserts. I like cashews. I agree. I'm a big fan of cashews.
0: I agree. Everybody agrees with me because even a naked cashew is delicious. Yeah, it is good, isn't it? And also a salty one's lovely. Yes.
3: Absolutely. I like it with chicken in like a hot chicken dish. Chicken cashews, delicious.
0: It actually features in one of the dishes that I've chosen for this meal. Oh, that's exciting. Well, let's get on to the meal then. Mm. Starter. Is the cashew in the starter? Is in one of them. So I don't know the actual rules of this yet. I'm going to order for the table. Right? Yeah. And so there's going to be a few things. Who else is at your table? I'm not going to uh, say specific people because pe- other people might get upset if they're not included. Um, mm, but well. I reckon it would be a, a group of about six is a good number, isn't it? Yeah. Because yeah. you, you can talk to six. You, you get to talk to everyone. But you're not, you're not naming names? I'm not going to name names. You're no.
3: refusing to? In your, in your head, do you know I'm who it is? I'm refusing
0: to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could say one yeah. person jesus christ (laughs) no no, i'm not gonna no uh none of my kids would feature um but uh no there'd be some lovely grown-ups my favorite feeling in the world because i love starters right starters are the best everyone you know Mm -hmm. is to be at a table with your friends and i've had two martinis Uh and i'm looking at the menu deciding what to eat that to me yeah. is the best feeling known to mankind.
2: Two martinis. That sent shivers up my spine. I'm so excited about that.
0: <laughs> back to back, rapido. One, two. Oh, yeah. Bang, done. I did this film in Atlanta, and there's this brilliant thing where you order a cocktail and they bring you a cocktail beer whilst you wait for your cocktail. Oh, wow. They'll bring you a a half of a half of lager straight away as soon as you've put oh. your cocktail order in, Yeah, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. Because it takes a while to make everyone's cocktail, so then you've got a little beer to... So I, 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 I might uh, say that as well. I'll have a beer right away, two martinis, and my orange squash. You've had that before in a restaurant, so that completely qualifies. Yeah, yeah. You've ordered two
3: martinis. We've mm. immediately given you a half beer. You've had the two martinis. How do you like your martinis?
0: I like them vodka, uh, it's very dry, straight up with olives. Lovely. Please. I'm happy with that. And then, and now, now I'm thinking about my starters, and I know what I want, so I'm going to hit you, all right? Great. I, I want um, just a tricolore salad, right? Just mm-hmm. the, lovely, okay? fresh, beautiful. Then I want some tuna nigiri. Yeah. And then I want just some grilled halloumi, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, give, give, give me a little, give me a little bowl of hummus with some, mm-hmm. with some bit of pitta. Yeah. I also want, oh, here we go back to the cashew. I want a watermo- watermelon duck and cashew salad. Yeah. Right. But then I also want some creamed polenta with mushrooms and that will do us, please. Us. Just to <laughs> just... start.
2: Oh, Rafe, I tell you what, I I feel a real affinity with
3: you, Mm, because
2: I was a fat kid as well, and you're doing exactly what I would
3: do. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, if you hadn't told us that detail about yourself at the start, if you Mm. made that starter order, I'd have gone, Mm. Rafe, let's Mm. talk about your childhood yeah exactly <laughs> what were you like as a kid mate
0: mm, very fat very fat and, and uh <laughs> and, I, and i have to and i have to work uh hard to not to not be so these days yeah. but we're not watching our figures tonight are we ed we're doing it no we're doing absolutely it. not we're, we're, we're doing it do you know about that film le grand buff no I don't, which, which is translated to the big fart in french and it's about a group of french businessmen from the seventies who go to a house and decide to eat themselves to death. Oh, right. So that's my vibe tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is this know. what you,
2: is this what you'd start with to eat yourself to death as well? If, if that was your own?
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> but also this is for the table this is for the table is 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 sharing plates yeah yeah Yeah, you're sharing these with your yeah
3: yeah
2: but i know what you mean when
3: you say sharing plates
0: yeah
2: your cover's blown on that one because i did that as well this is sharing plates and then you just eat
0: as much of it as you can before anyone else works that out right and also jesus doesn't eat much does he no <laughs> he has a little portion he can always turn it into more as well that's, that's yeah, the, if he wants to that guy makes it last no i'll have bits and pieces of all of them but you know the grilled halloumi and the hummus that's small tuna nigiri yeah. that's small you, you're going to get six yeah. pieces of nigiri on a on a plate aren't you mm-hmm. yeah. um tricolori that's nothing the yeah. the, the cre- creamed polenta and mushrooms you ever had that no oh, i've had oh, polenta
2: no. before i've not had it with mushrooms before
0: yeah cream creamed polenta that's a really good thing to cook in your house you know uh-huh. creamed polenta you put a bit of cream in it and um parmesan it's easy and lovely and what, and what you kind of blend that together or what, what you do yeah you got a whisk it so so you you um boil a bit of milk and then some butter and then carefully sieve in the um polenta slowly and whisk it and then you put in lots of parmesan and more butter and cream and you just whisk it and it's all sort of oozy and lovely it's really good are you dipping the of bread from the hummus into that as well no that's double carb. You, you, that, that'd be too much because what you're going to do with, with, with so you'd, you'd you'd use polenta um where you would maybe use pasta so it's nice with bolognese sauce or something Got you. but in this case just a bit of mushrooms some mushrooms with
3: it how would you
2: like this presented because there's quite a few dishes here do you want them just all brought out on like a lazy susan sort of setup or do you just want them dotted around the table
0: I like it when, you know, you go to a restaurant and then the waiter brings out his own little table. You know, when they do that, yeah. And he brings out his own little table and he opens it. Constantine opens it and puts it down. You know, you're somewhere special when that happens. You yeah. do that. And then I like bonquets. You always feel nice when you're in, in bonquets, don't you? Yeah. In a restaurant. And um, it would be a sort of large oval table. Okay, nice. Where you could still sp- it would speak to everyone. So it would all go in the middle. All within arm's reach of me.
3: Now that salad is very specific and mm. I haven't heard of it before. Mm. Is this,
0: is there a place you've had this salad or is it something you've
3: always had growing up? Watermelon, duck, and cashew salad. I'm not familiar with it myself. Do you know what?
0: Like, I love going to restaurants here, yeah. it's probably my favourite thing to do, and I'm gonna sort of betray myself as being rather grand now. You can get it in the IV, right? right. <laughs> <And> you, <laughs> yeah, there you go. And you could but also they do it at um a sort of pan Asian restaurant called ENO. The um, cashews are sort of uh, caramelized um, and then the, the watermelon is really fresh and then the duck is like sort of, you know, like you would get in a Chinese restaurant, sort of like mm-hmm. they can take apart the forks. Um, it's really good. I love duck. Yeah, I love duck. I love it. Is that the king, king meat? No. Beef. Buff. There we go. I don't know. What's your king meat? If you had to eat one meat forever, what would it be? Just oh, one. I,
2: I think it's beef. I'd, it'd be beef yeah. or lamb. I think would it would be between those two. But beef is probably
3: the the meat I eat the most, James. Well, I do love those meats. The thing is, if one thing that you've got to eat forever is different mm. to me to something that's your favorite, because mm. if True. I've got to eat one meat forever, I would probably let both of you down and choose chicken. Mm.
2: I can understand that
3: though. But like, you know, if I think of like dishes that I've had that are the best dishes, I've, I've had better lamb dishes. Beef dishes and even duck dishes, and I have you know chicken dishes. I mean, beef would probably win if I think yeah. of like yeah, the best meals I've had. It's
0: been beef based. Yeah, yeah. What about what about game? How do you feel about game? Venison? I
2: wouldn't. I have I have that sort of stuff so rarely that I would never pick it for my forever meat.
0: No, no way. It would say a lot about you if venison <laughs> <laughs> hair was yeah. your rabbit was your forever meat. I'm why. Under- <laughs>
2: simply has to be yeah.
0: <laughs> it's,
2: it, yeah. I'm nothing without my
0: goose goose is bloody horrible I can't get on board with it you've read goose
3: no uh, yeah I have don't, don't, don't like it no also don't like him alive I hate geese so do I <laughs> I spent I spent a day with a gamekeeper once doing what uh, hanging out with him going about his day to day work I, I want it in a raffle <laughs> <laughs> D- day, day with the gamekeeper what are you talking about when I was a little kid, yeah. When I was a little kid, I can't remember where the raffle was. I can't remember Kettering. what you know, but yeah, but like yeah, all I can't you need remember. to know it
2: was a raffling catering. That was the top prize. Right. Spend the
3: day with a gamekeeper, and yeah. I, I won one of the prizes, and you had to go up and choose. And I didn't know what a gamekeeper was. I just saw an envelope that said "Day with the Gamekeeper," and I thought oh. that sounds amazing a because he's got keeper. all the games. He's got all the games, and I, I, so I chose it, and I went back to my mum like, "This is going to be amazing," and she was like, "Ah." <laughs> <laughs> okay, we can go, but like, it's not going to be what you think it's it is. It's not games and, like you uh, think it is. That's great. And I, I didn't even know, like he he mainly looked after pheasants, and I didn't know that this kind of stuff existed. And uh, he took me around to see all the pheasants and then started talking about, yeah, and then you know, later on in the year we'll release them and then people come around and they shoot them. Mm. And I just got really, I was like, and I said to him, do you ever like get attached to them as individuals? Because uh, mm-hmm. and he, he was like, "Who is this kid? Why has he mm-hmm. chosen David, the gamekeeper, at the raffle?" This is <laughs> you're just stood <laughs> there going, "I'd
2: like, I'd like to be the dog in Monopoly if we're playing yeah.
3: Monopoly." <laughs> yeah, I of me and you who play Mouse Trap and Cluedo. <laughs> Why are we doing this?
0: But the thing is, if winning it in a raffle is like sure you win it but then you've got to organize it right so yeah. like you would have obviously said to your mum, "Mum, can you organize this and then your mum would have had to call the guy yeah. sort out a time the best time to do it you know what i mean it would have been a process <laughs> yeah a whole thing yes here's where we
3: can come exactly- and my <laughs> seven year old <laughs> child can spend a day with you
0: exactly because you could have just not gone but you, re- you obviously just like you made the decision no i've won it i'm going get my prize yeah
3: i've won it It's a new thing to me. I want to go and see what. What an experience, you know. I never win raffles. You have a new experience with this guy, and he—he wasn't, you know, he wasn't good with kids either, that guy. <laughs> Wasn't it? It really well, that's not, like why that. You, that's not why you go into the
2: gamekeeping game, is it? You don't, no, you, no. you don't go, I'm good with kids, I'll look after a pheasant. He never yeah. expected to have to show a kid <laughs> round. not
3: happy. No, he didn't expect that. He
0: thought, no. you know, he'll have a fellow, you know, someone like-minded. You weren't inspired by it. it didn't, you didn't You didn't go, right, now I know what I want to do.
3: No. Uh, <laughs> also, later on in my life, when I failed my first driving test, it was really early in the morning. I felt really depressed. I went for a walk in the fields, sat down for a bit, accidentally fell asleep and then was uh, scared out of the field by a group of beaters coming across. And I I just, they they woke me up and I leapt out the field and just ran out of the field.
0: And they, they, I mean, I didn't didn't look back because I was too embarrassed. Shooting season's in the winter, isn't it? So why were you sleeping in a field in the winter? You've met him, right? (laughs) It
3: was near my parents' house. And I just thought, I'm feeling really depressed because I just failed my driving Mm. test. So I'll just go for a walk. And then during the walk, I was like, oh, I'm actually really knackered. I'm going to sit down. Can I get my head down? <laughs> and then didn't intend to fall asleep, but fell asleep. The next thing I knew, I was being, being beaten
0: out of the field. Did you pass your driving test on the second attempt?
3: Yeah. Passed it on the second attempt. No problem. Eight days later, wrote my parents' car off. Did you? Yeah. Got a new car of my own. Uh, had that for under a year before I wrote it off.
2: It's because the the, the beaters never stopped chasing him. That's the thing. <laughs> beat-
3: Sorry. Right. <laughs> I've got the beaters on my back. I always had the
0: beaters on my back. I'll oh, fucking know where they are again. <laughs> Floor it. Floor it. <laughs> I passed my driving test and I didn't have any, I never had a lesson. And that's true. What? Why
3: were you taking your test?
0: I was 27 <laughs> and I'd met my wife and she said to me, you cannot be with me if you haven't got a driving license. Sort it out. Interesting. And so I thought, oh fucking hell! Uh, and i and I'd been driving illegally for years. Like when I say illegally, I mean with a provisional, because I'd always had girlfriends that had cars, so I'd always drive about with a provisional license. And then in a sort of fit of peak, I was a bit like, oh fine, then I'll just book it. So then I just booked a, I booked a test, and then thought nothing of it, and then remembered. That I had this test coming up in, in a couple of days, and I didn't have any lessons, and so I thought, "Fuck, I'm just going to fucking go. I'm going to see what happens." Right? So I went on the I went on the YouTube, and I saw about how to do it, and then um, Elise uh, took me around some roundabouts, which I still struggle with to this day. Right? Yeah, you've never had a lesson in your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. No, <laughs> I've never had a lesson, and then I went along, somehow pulled it off. The guy said to me, <laughs> "The guy said to me, now." I'm gonna pass you, but this is the lowest pass I've ever given out. <laughs> this is the lowest. This is the lowest one I've ever done. I want to. I want to, I want you to know that. i want to pass as a pass, pass in it, and uh, yeah. So there you go. And now, now look at me. A danger on the roads.
3: Imagine having to say that to uh, someone. Just so you know, I am passing you, but I, I don't want this on my conscience completely. So I'm going to let you know that this is you've scraped through by the skin of your teeth. Here. I
2: had a really low pass as well, and I think. Mm my uh the person who took my test only passed me because she was clearly hung over mm. so like every so often she would ask me to stop she'd wind down a window and start breathing quite heavily And <laughs> so because of that i think she passed me out of guilt first time first time yeah but with like whatever the maximum amount of minors you're allowed yeah yeah but when when we went to take the test my instructor took me and you know you sit there and wait for the examiner to come out and he mm. the my instructor knew all the examiners um, and they all come out and they pick up your sheet or whatever and read your name out. And I can't believe that this didn't affect my test result at all. The examiner was quite short and round, and she came and picked up the sheet. And he went really loudly, he went, Oh no, you've got Barney rubble. Like that, that loudly. <laughs> you've got Barney rubble. I was like, fucking hell,
3: shut up. And then you had Jesus. to do a do a test with your feet through the car and running around all the time. Yeah. That was the really hard <laughs> <bit>. <laughs> Move on to your main course, Rafe. Now, yeah, that that starter was a smorgasbord. sounded delicious.
0: Well, the smorgasbord is going to continue. Yeah. So, again, I'm ordering for the table. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to get. There, there's this re- restaurant now, which is sadly closed in New York City, called the Spotted Pig, and they had uh, a burger there, which for me and I've had many is probably the best one I've ever had um, and that's a cheeseburger with um, string fries very very thin right. fries and loads of them I'd also get a, a porterhouse steak you know the porterhouse being be um, fillet on one side sirloin on the other with a big T-bone down the middle now I want that cooked Chicago style do you know about Chicago style yeah okay. which is uh, black and blue so, so you it's very very charred on the outside and very rare on the inside okay. and then I want a, a melanzani parmigiana right <laughs> And also, I want a uh, chicken burrito and, and, and some guacamole to share, please. To
3: share. Um, mm. So,
0: okay. <laughs> Is that, have you got how, all that? How, how, did you that
3: <laughs> how did you discover
0: that you liked your steak Chicago style, first of all? Because I was with someone who I thought was quite cool and they said it. And so then I, I asked what it was and it was really good. And actually, like, there's a chain of sta- steak restaurants in uh, Canada, called Black and Blue. And I asked right. what Black and Blue was, and that is the way of cooking a steak. Black on the outside, blue on the inside. Lovely. And it's called, for whatever reason, Chicago style.
2: It sounds like the way I have often done steaks by accident on a barbecue yeah I know it should be called British barbecue style really. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Chicago got that off <laughs> I, I know it's so true it's so true um, and the thicker the steak the more difficult it is to cook but I think you need to lean into it mm-hmm. what do you go for when you get a steak how do you order it I tend to say rare oh so you'd like Chicago style I
2: think it? I'd love Chicago style I've had, yeah. I've had it in Italian restaurants before as well where they do like uh, Bistecca I think it's Fiorentina like Florence style That's that's right. Uh steak. And is is that the same
0: sort of thing? It's like really, really rare. Yeah, exactly. What about you, James? How do you get your
3: steak? Medium rare, usually. It, it's you know, it's not completely basic, but uh it's pretty basic
0: in it. I think it's a solid order. No, but it says something about you. It, it 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 says that you've got a bit of danger about you. Do you know what I mean? If it, mm-hmm. it, um if you said medium or medium well, yes, th- that might be quite unattractive. That's what Greg Davis came on this podcast and said.
3: What? Well done, medium, medium well. well. That was his well done, dream meal. Said. Was a mm. well done steak
0: oh. and fillet as well. A well done fillet. Yeah. What's wrong with him? <laughs>
2: yeah. We try. We tried to it's work out. It's a shame, it isn't it?
0: Yeah. It is a shame because <laughs> he seems like a good fella. He is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Don't go for dinner with him, though.
0: No. So I've got some. Um, if there's any vegetarians there, the uh, the melanzani parmigiana. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For the vegetarians, uh, that's lovely, isn't it? Do you ever have that? I'm not sure I have. Oh I mate, mean, aubergine, aubergine with parmesan. Aubergine. Oh, oof. oh, lovely. I had an aubergine just before we started this. Hang about, you—you you said that when Dolly Alderton was on your thing as well. You said you had that aubergine. You're obsessed <laughs> yeah, by him. Yeah, it's the same he thing. is
3: obsessed yeah. with that. <laughs> I <I'm> mean,
0: <idiot. laughs> I've never. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, called you out on it straight away. <laughs> to be fair, you absolutely right. Yeah, you got me. Yeah, you're obsessed by those m- m- melanzanis. You need to look at it. Did you put it under the grill again? Scoop it all <laughs> up with a spoon. like a <laughs> at Yeah, I did. I did. Thank you, I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's got yeah. That is what yeah. I did. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. that's exactly what. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Look, um, aubergine is very uh, versatile and it's it's lovely. But really, um, I respect that because you're eating it. As it comes, mm-hmm. because really um, aubergine tastes of what you put on it. Like, do you put a bit of oil on it or, or whatever?
3: Olive oil, lemon juice, salt, yeah, and pepper.
0: Lovely. Yeah. And that's it. Garlic
3: pepper. Garlic pepper. Yeah. I, I, use the gar- I use the garlic pepper. Yeah. Very nice. Do you like masaka? Yeah. I like the. I, I made a vegetarian masaka during lockdown with aubergines, actually.
0: Yeah. Very good. It's quite laborious, though, isn't it? Because uh, you've got to. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, it takes a while. Yeah. You've got to cut them all up, cook them, and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and a they way. they really absorb oil don't they yeah really absorb yeah, yeah. love yeah. it let like you put as much as you want What's <laughs> yeah. the deal
2: with that i respect that i you know I, I feel like an aubergine sometimes it's the vegetable i most associate with as a guy i think
0: to use a whole carton of um sun cream when you put it on does it just like soak into yeah. your skin <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
3: <laughs> just straight,
0: in. immediately. It's awful. I mean, I can really relate to what you
3: just said about it absorbing oil. Actually, and it is something that recently I've had problems with, with when I'm grilling my aubergines. Is that when I pour the oil on, yeah, wherever it is that it's that exact spot that I yeah. put the oil on, it goes right in there, straight and then in. I can't spread it. And what yeah. I need is like an oil glaze curtain, like they have for, mm. for donuts. You know, when mm. the donuts go through the conveyor belt for the glaze curtain. Yeah. That's what I need is olive oil glaze curtain in my flat. Have you thought about a spray situation? You could mist it. I could mist it. That would be good. Also, a brush. You have got a brush. No, I think I need to invest in a
0: brush if I'm going to keep eating these aubergines like this. Here's the thing as well is actually weirdly, um, someone told me recently that when it comes to cooking aubergines, it, and this sounds um, counterintuitive but if you were to um, actually like deep fry them right and now this they, right. they absorb less oil if you cook them in loads uh-huh. and throw them in oh, right. for some reason they don't they, they they cook nicely without absorbing all the oil so the more That's oil ways. you put in the less they absorb strangely but if you like your aubergines then you need to get on an aubergine parmesana. it's lovely I love
2: I love aubergine parmigiana well that was part of my fat boy lunch tour that I do most <laughs> days uh, where I'd get down the high street and go to the deli and buy aubergine parmesan and a sandwich and then go to greg's and get a couple of pasties and then go to the corner shop and buy a pack of biscuits
0: and then go back to my mum's house that's i would do similar things i, yep. I would go to the calf and i would get a full breakfast with four slices of toast and then i would go to the shops and i would and i would get a uh, mars bar topic twirl lion bar crisps and and um, milky way stars yeah perfect <laughs> that's pudding e- eating all those in one sitting oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: yeah. talking about you're not going to spread them out you're, they're going straight down and that's that's breakfast yeah that's yeah. before lunch but I was also that was in a period of my life when I was smoking a lot of weed as well so that sort of uh-huh. goes together but yeah no but this, this, I, you can't do that anymore and try and be an actor or, or whatever so this is why this is so lovely for me because this is this is uh, those rules don't exist I can go back to oh, those yeah. halcyon days of milky Wast- milky bastards for Christmas for, for uh, breakfast
2: right five I feel like if we ever met in real life yeah. and went out for mm. a meal, it would mm. be the end of both of us.
0: Yeah, we, we'd just get a big trough.
2: I think we'd egg each other on and that would,
3: it would be so bad. And next thing you know, we're in the corner shop at breakfast. <laughs> if, 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 this is how bad it would be. If Ed rang me up one day mm. uh, in the morning and said, James, what are you up to today? And I said, nothing, got nothing planned. And he went, I'm going to go meet up with Rave Spall. We're going to get some food. Mm. Do you want to come? I'll go, no. <laughs>
0: No, I've got I've got some aubergine to eat. Thank you very yeah, much. So absolutely not. A spray. There's no way I'm coming to that. Too hardcore for me. It, it would be quite hardcore. I mean, really, we should get onto your
3: side dish. Although I really want to know uh, mm. about the chicken burrito because that was <laughs> yeah.
0: suddenly in there at the end. A chicken burrito because I could easily eat Mexican food for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. No, oh, yeah, every day, every so day. Good. And, and I think I think if there was one cuisine that I'd eat forever, one country of, 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 of whose food I could. Live on forever. It'll probably be Mexico. Yeah, I've spent quite a lot of time in Los Angeles. I made a TV show there a few years ago, and uh, yeah, it, it's that LA um, mm. Mexican food is something else.
3: And is it from anywhere in particular? This chicken burrito.
0: Yeah, a, 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 a restaurant in, in Venice Beach called Casa Linda, and I would go. I'll go there every evening and have that. Because I get into a, a routine where if I'm away filming or working or whatever, and I find one place, I go to that one place every day and eat the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm also happy eating the same thing for lunch every day. And I've, I've uh, you know, and I generally, generally do. I, and then I'll get sick of it. Like for years, I ate a, a pit of bread with tuna in it every day for lunch. For about f- three years. <laughs> every day. Every day. Every day. And, and, yeah. and only after three years did I get sick of it. It wasn't like a gradual process of like oh, I'm getting bored of this now. It was uh, I was happy until that last one. Yeah, and and, and then I just stopped because I thought this is. It is just tough. that but, final yeah. bite, and then you're like, I'm I'm never having this again. <laughs> exactly. It was it was, um, it was uh, tuna with uh, uh, feta, um, hummus, uh, jalapenos, uh, mm. and, and some cucumbers. Because I eat hummus and feta every single day of my life. Not a day goes by. Really. Ah. Oh. Yeah, You work it into other stuff? or Yeah, yeah. You're sneaking it into whatever? Because I, I, there's not that many meals, in my opinion, that can't be improved with the addition of feta cheese. It goes with most things. You can even put it on curry and you get away with it. Right. Get away. I'm, I wouldn't advise it, but it wouldn't ruin it, would it?
2: W- we, you wouldn't serve that to a, a, a guest, though, would you? That's
0: something, if you're having a curry and you're by yourself, you're like, go on. Chana I'll masala go. with feta? No, yeah. I, wouldn't do, I, wouldn't do, <laughs> I, I wouldn't do that. No, but I'd be tempted to try it by myself. Um, and then hummus, hummus, I devour the stuff. A pot a day, easy. Has feta come up in your menu yet? No, because I would've had that I would have had that for lunch. I would have had it for lunch. <laughs> sure. <laughs> also, sure. Rafe's
2: Rafe's point is, is is you could put it on anything that he's had so far. So all of those so could happen. Would you like us to bring you out a big like a big bowl of feta and you can just sprinkle it on whenever you feel like it? Yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, that'd yeah. be nice. I've got some extensive sides. That, that...
3: <laughs> yeah, Let's hear oh, we got to hear right. these sides. I'd be absolutely stunned if we went sides and you went <laughs> just chips. Broccoli. And that was yeah, it yeah. And we moved on. <laughs> if you had one side dish.
0: <laughs> the burger... That terrific burger, which mm. would also be medium rare, would comes with them string fries, but I also want other fries. Okay. And then I, I want some dauphinoise potatoes. Yeah. I, I want some simple fresh things like a pickled cucumber salad. And I also mm. want a tomato and red onion salad. But then I also want some truffle macaroni. Right. Now, the thing with a truffle macaroni is there's this restaurant, a fancy restaurant in New York City called The Waverly. And they, they come and take your order and they... They always say to you, oh, we just want to let you know that the special that we have on um, is this macaroni cheese with truffle on it. You go, oh, that sounds nice. And they suggest that you get it for the table to, you know. And also what they do in America is they tell you the price of the special, mm-hmm. and it's $100. Wow. So I've never ordered it because that would be ridiculous to to mm-hmm. order it. You. But now I'm gonna because I'm uh, I'm gonna uh, kill myself for this meal and I don't <laughs> care about the price of it. Sure, it doesn't matter. I've left my family. I've left <laughs> everyone. I'm having. I'm eating myself to death with Jesus Christ. So I'm gonna get the um, truffle macaroni uh, for for the table. For the table, for yes, the table f- of course. But yeah, mostly yeah. near yeah. me. Yeah.
3: So have yeah. you ever had it before? No, I never had it. You've not bought it, but you've
0: not. It's like no one
3: else has ordered it and you've had a bit. No, you don't know what it's even it even tastes like.
0: No one's dead. You've got to have some serious yeah. chutzpahs that go, yeah, I'll have yeah. that. If they go, the truffle macaroni at $100, you've got to be a bit of a baller. I would think you know some ballers, don't you? I do know some ballers. How are they justifying that? Well, I because people must, have, people must do it, right? This mm. is a, it's a, it's a pretty fancy spot. And so they, there's lots of famous people that must order that. And you've got those different salads. No, nice little salads. You've got to cut through it with... Um, the, the vinegar in the pickled cucumber salad. So mm. that's like um, very finely chopped up cucumber um, in a sort of vinegar uh, with a bit of a dill. Dill and pickle. Dill and pickle classic. What a lovely match. Oh, I missed something out. Yeah, I, I thought this was a bit light. <laughs> yeah, we don't want you going hungry, right? Jesus wouldn't want it. Z- uh, um, zucchini fritty. Yeah. Nice. So. Courgette chips, yeah, courgettes with um, parmesan on them, and then deep fry it, please.
2: Are you having a little bit of everything, or are you in danger that you might end up getting focused on one thing and having too much, and then filling yourself up?
0: I might, I'm worried because a burger is a, okay, so a burger is hard to share. Yeah, so yeah. That, uh, that, so that would be my main, <laughs> and then all, and then and then all the other ones would be I'll have a bit of this uh, and a bit of that. Maybe half of the burrito. And then I'd pick at the steak, and then you know I'd um, enjoy a reasonable portion of the melanzani parmigiana. Yeah, and then um, I'd go to town on the sides because the the side you know sides are fun, aren't they? Everyone loves sides. Yeah. So you've got the string fries. Yeah, and you said you want some other fries, but are you talking just French fries or thick cut chips? No, I don't want thick cut chips. Look, if you bring me thick cut chips, I'm not going to be upset about it. But I'm going to choose very salty, thin, crispy chips yeah do you think there's many people that would maybe you two gentlemen would would choose a thick cut fry over a thin one
3: we've weirdly had some people in the podcast who have said that it always surprises me i think the thinner ones are by far superior gotta be sometimes you're just
2: in the mood for chip shop chips though
3: yeah that's fair. thick
2: soggy ones that's what you're in the mood for yeah covered in vinegar but on a night out you know you're you're at a restaurant i'd always go thin fries unless Mm. i was somewhere where i knew they were like legit thick really crispy
3: fries somewhere like Hawksmoor, that do big chips but yeah, they're like lovely. they're really crispy i'd go for them you might be the guest that we've had on this podcast who is the most like ed you are exactly <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly <laughs> like <laughs> well, i'll take that even down to that moment then benito where they both just laughed make sure we use that for the picture when we tweet it because you looked
0: exactly <laughs> the same <laughs> that's hilarious but uh no you you got a triple or Quadruple cook them them fat chips. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Do you ever do you cook chips in your in your house? Do you ever cook chips? Because this is a new Never thing. Never done for me. It. I do. I do. You have got to get right. yourself a deep fat fryer because they are they're terrific. A, a lovely meal. And everyone's happy to eat this if they come to your house for dinner. Chicken and chips. Roast chicken, chips. Oh, yeah. Bit of salad. That's lovely. That's a happy dinner, that is. And everyone's going to be happy to eat that. Are you cutting up the potatoes yourself and getting them thin? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Got to, and, but you get them all nice and thin. And you've got to wash, wash that starch off them. Yeah. And, and then you've got to uh, dry them all, which, yeah. which can take a while. Just stick them on a tea towel, pat them off. Yeah. And then do them in batches. And give cook them three times. Cook them in for a bit. Take them out. Let them rest. Again, let them rest. Again, even when you first put the chicken in, do the chips. Just do the chips. Five minutes, take them out, halfway, do them again. Just before you serve the chicken, smash them in there again. And they are truly wonderful.
3: And then you're ready for your potato dauphine <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and that's
0: got, you, yeah. that's got you going for the dauphinoise <laughs> Yeah, yeah. dauphinoise was is terrific though, isn't it?
3: Oh, that, I mean, good. that is, I I'll rarely, I'll rarely have it, but what, what mm. a treat.
0: What a treat. I mean, again, I'm pretty sure that's Ed's favourite way to have potatoes. It is. Because also, it's nice to dip chips in them. Dip chips in the sauce, in the dauphinois sauce. Talking of sauce, English mustard yeah. I have with my steak. Yeah. yeah. I do like Dijon, but I, I'll go English. And then a bit of ketchup. Mm-hmm. Vinegar, as you said, Ed, for the chips. Yeah, I was going to say some tartar, but there's no fish to speak of, is there? But maybe I'll get a bit of tartar anyway.
2: Yeah, <laughs> why not? Why not? Why are you there?
0: Let's hear what your dream drink is. So I've had I've had two martinis to start off. Yeah, you yes. don't want to you, you don't want more than two martinis, like because uh, yeah. then you feel it and you want to enjoy the meal.
2: I've taken to drinking martinis at home, which is very dangerous, especially if you then need to cook a meal. So if you have two martinis and then you've got to cook a meal, it is a recipe for injury.
0: There's two here that I've got a long, so I've done them. I've done the martinis and the lager. Uh, there's one softy, oh. uh, another softie, which is not the orange squash, and then there's a then there's some more booze. Okay, so. One of them is Diet Coke. Now I've given it up. I, I right. gave it up years ago because I was addicted sure. to the stuff. Right? I, yeah. I used to nail it, destroy it, and I I'd have five yeah. cans a day, easy, for about fifteen years. Yeah, yeah. And then I thought this can't be good. And um, someone pointed out to me. They said, um, "Just think of it as the sort of thing that will be kept under the sink." Mm. And and that it stuck with me. It's, it that works. A Chemical is that? It worked. It worked. Well, look,
3: I'll tell you this about Diet Coke. And Mm. I know uh, earlier on you you called me out for, uh, you know, talking about aubergine and already talked about it on another episode, but here's Mm. a, here's something brand new for you. I 2013, I think I gave up caffeine (laughs) and for five years, I just didn't have any caffeine at all. And then I started Mm. drinking diet Coke after five years because I hadn't had any caffeine it tasted like normal Coke. Yeah, it tasted like normal Coke does. Yeah.
2: Now, Rafe, he has told that story on this podcast so many times that when you mm. started saying you gave up Diet Coke, I thought you were going to do the story back at him.
0: That's that's where we're at with that. I thought no, you were no. oh, repurposing that, no, no, the story
2: no. to throw back in his face.
0: No, I wasn't repurposing it. No, this is genuine. I'm interested. So, so, but so, have you since given it up again, James, or are you still on it?
3: I've given up Diet Coke, and now I'm on to Diet Pepsi. I prefer Diet Pepsi. It tastes better. It's a better drink. Max. We're talking Max. Oh, Diet normal Pepsi. Diet Pepsi there, or Cherry Pepsi Max. Me and Ed are fans of that. Yeah, love Cherry Pepsi Max. He's with, he's with me there. If you've, if, you've never, if you've never had Cherry Pepsi Max, Rafe, I warn you against it, because it sounds like it'd be worse than your Diet Coke addiction. I'd be back in the calf wouldn't I? Absolutely. Yeah. You'd be putting your dad's cloudy lemonade addiction to shame. There'd be a chug off at family Christmas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you've got Diet Coke. And then I like wine. I like wine. Yeah. And so uh, there's a, a fancy wine uh, from a place called Chateau Latour, uh, which is a claret. And it, um, and it would probably be for maybe 1990, that sort of mm-hmm. time. About 30 years old. A bottle of that would be about two grand to oh. buy, not in a restaurant. Wow. So in a restaurant, it'd be about eight grand i reckon wow but money and health is no object at this meal is it
3: money and health is no object that's our slogan on this podcast
2: can you ever see yourself in a situation where you're going to order an eight grand bottle of wine because i mean it's that or you know 80 mac and cheeses isn't it uh
0: yeah that's a good question can i ever see myself i don't know like how rich have you got to be how rich have you got to be to not even blink at that
2: i think you've got to be like proper proper loaded haven't mm. you or, or a proper cunt <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's one of the two, isn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's either you're so rich, or you're just a proper cunt, or both. Yeah,
2: yeah. And they often do cross over. I they do. V- sure. the Venn diagram is pretty on the close, Venn diagram. Though. There yeah, is a, a, a sweet a spot. circle. Yeah,
0: yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, so I think I can't ever see myself doing that. No, but I do. I do collect wine. I've got some wine. Do you have
2: a wine cellar, Rafe? How are you storing your wine?
0: Well, I. I uh, uh, yes, I do. Uh, and I, because, because I moved to, I live in the countryside and I moved to a house with a cellar in it and the people who owned before me, they racked it out with all wine racks. And so I thought, well, I should put some wines in there. So yeah. I suppose, yes, I do have a, a wine cellar. Yeah. I yeah. love it. That's my dream. Is it?
2: Yeah. Cause I really like wine, but I've only just started getting into it really. Um, and yeah, me too. Have any, we me don't too. Have any space to store, to store it really. So it's just sort of about the place. And my fiance is a bit like,
0: are you going to drink some of this before you get the new stuff? I'm like, that's not the point. But I find the idea of dying with a wine cellar really sad. Uh, <laughs> like, you, 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 you know what I mean. You want to drink it, or what, you, you got to drink it. Yeah, because yeah. you can become quite miserly about it and go, oh, "Yeah, I'm going to touch that one." But you know, there's a sort of sad poetry in the idea of dying with a fully stocked wine cellar. We can leave it to Ed in your will. Yes, please. Yeah, I will. Yeah, I will in my will.
3: I'm sure your family will really appreciate that. Me turning up on your front doorstep. But very quickly they discover this man is exactly like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you know what i mean I'll, you, this is now down you can come and choose a bottle of reasonably you could come and choose a bottle of wine from my wine cellar to the amount of about 20 pounds which is what, as, which is what you face. are prepared I'll, yeah. I'll give you one i'll give you one you can come down when i pass away if you outlive me i'll say this to my wife this is on this podcast help yourself go down there to a nice power bottle of 20 pound wine
3: That'll be a very sad bonus episode that we did. How soon after, <laughs> after you pass do you think it's
2: appropriate for me to arrive at your house to get my 20-pound That's, pound that's your judgment
0: to make, no, no. I'm not helping you out with that. That's a toughie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pudding. Are you ready yes. for some pudding? Strap yeah, in. Yeah, always. Although I'm worried. No, I'm going to surprise you. I'm going to surprise you. Okay. No, you're going to be surprised. It's just one. Just one pudding. Um, yeah, but I'm worried because you're very similar to Ed, so I'm very worried about what this pudding's going to be. Okay. It's just, it's it's Ben and Jerry's caramel choo-choo.
2: Oh, he's, he's absolutely done it. It's yes. fine. Wow. Yes. yes I've never please. seen James go from such worry to such relief. That's the best thing he could have
3: said to put James <laughs> at ease. So happy. Also, though, to me, that's fascinating. Because mm. obviously I love ice cream. Mm. I love Ben and Jerry's. Mm. I do love caramel choo-choo. Mm. But that is your one that you've chosen. And yeah. caramel choo-choo is the one that I forget how good it is. And then when I have it, those little cups of caramel encased in chocolate—the way they crack in your mouth when you bite oh. into them—is very
0: satisfying. Stop it! Also, the caramel swirl that goes down the, the middle of it—it's yep. heaven. It's lovely. I, I love ice cream, and it's probably my favourite food. Yes, ice. Yeah, ice cream at uh, number one. The twist at the end. Yeah, he was like you all along. <laughs> mm. My kids always cause you know, kids always ask question like, "What's your favourite colour? Uh, what's you know, what's your favourite food?" and and they ask me all the time, and so I think about these things. And it, and it, and it is ice cream. And um, Ben and Jerry's are being some of the finest purveyors of it. And I love caramel. I love toffee. I love five that kind of taste, and it's heaven. So we'd all have a, a whole pu- a whole punnet each.
3: Yes, the consistency of it. How hard do you like the ice cream? How soft do you like it?
0: I don't want to bend a spoon putting it in. Yeah. So it needs, what, 10 minutes out of the fridge? Yeah, I, I agree with that. What do you reckon? I'd say 10 to 15. I don't
2: mind it a little bit soft, but I don't want it I don't want it rock hard. I don't want that thing where you go in for a big scoop and you only get a little slither off the top and it goes pinging <laughs> across the room. I hate that.
0: Yeah, I know. It's the worst. Heartbreak. It's the worst. But you want it. You want it. You, you, you're so desperate for it. And, you know, so I, I have an aga. So, mm. so I somewhat expedite it by... Laying it next to the agar. Yeah, that's good. Leather. That's a good tip. So get yourself an arga and a wine cellar, painting a picture of myself. <laughs> painting a picture of myself here. So um, just a simple caramel choo-choo. And then an espresso. I'll have a nice espresso mm-hmm. just to get me on my way. Just to cut for all that food. <laughs> you know, just to shake it, or a digestive, as it were. Just to get you on the way to the afterlife. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I'd have that, and then and then I'd probably get back on the lagers again. Can you
2: do that? Can you get back on lagers after a big meal? Because I'd then have to stick to wine, or I'd have to go with uh,
0: with spirits. If I'm out drinking, like at a dinner or whatever, always go back to lager, because it's uh, you know, a sobering beer. You, a nice sobering beer, you have a lager, it just... You, you know where you are with it. It's not It's not too... It's not going to... Nothing unexpected. It's a little beer. You're going to be fine. And you can stick on the beers.
2: When you said sobering beer there, I think there were definitely some driving lessons that you missed.
3: <laughs> no wonder. This is the lowest I've ever given anyone, mainly because you're hammered, but somehow you are able to round all the corners. <laughs> I'm going to read you your menu back now, Rafe, and we'll see how you feel about it. It's like reading a fucking novel. Here we go. go um, water, bubbly fresh with Robinson's orange squash. Poppadoms or bread, sourdough with salted butter and salt starter. Two vodka martinis with a quarter pint of beer while you wait for the martinis. Then you want to look at the menu and then you'll choose tricolor salad, tuna nigiri, grilled halloumi, hummus with pitta, watermelon duck and cashew salad from the ivy and creamed polenta with mushrooms. Main course, for the table you want spotted pig cheeseburger, medium rare with string fries, porterhouse steak cooked Chicago style with English mustard, melanzani parmigiana, chicken burrito with guacamole. Side dish, (laughs) French fries, wild potatoes, pickled cucumber salad, tomato and red onion salad, truffle macaroni from the Waverly, zucchini fritty, ketchup vinegar and tartar sauce. Drink Diet Coke with a 1990 claret on the side, although I'm pretty sure there were more drinks there, but we we skipped on to the dessert, (laughs) which is Ben and Jerry's Caramel Choo Choo, Left Out of the Fridge, for about 10 to 15 minutes how's that feel sounds good does not
0: it sounds good man oh. you'd enjoy that wouldn't you I, I, even yeah. if it'd be a bit overwhelming it'll be fun you'd have a nice evening out
2: i think it's safe to say that that's my favorite menu of all time ah, ah
0: there bit? you go <laughs> fabulous <laughs> fabulous it's uh well i'm pleased yeah i love food it go, going out to eat at restaurants is my is my favorite thing to do in the world and now this
3: is your dream restaurant yeah. and you get to die at the end. Eating yourself to death. Eating myself to death. And then we all stand around mm. and we just watch you just slip off mm. into the afterlife and we'd all mm. for a moment's silence and then Ed would slowly walk out and get into his car <laughs> and just drive to your house and knock on the door and go, hello, I'm here to choose the wife <laughs> on the white fella. Do I have to deliver the news of Rafe's death as well? Like
0: yeah, like to, to my wife,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly.
0: Yeah, I've got Good news and
2: bad news. <laughs> We all go to the funeral and the person running the service steps up and goes, okay, ladies, we got
0: a funeral today. <laughs> exactly. No hats, no trainers, no attitude. <laughs> Thank you very much, Rafe. Thank you, it's Rafe. Such a, it's such a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Well, there we go.
3: Choo-choo, all aboard, choo-choo.
2: You were such a happy little boy. You know what? I was really glad that went your way, dessert-wise. Because yeah. you know, I, I love Ben and Jerry's. I love caramel choo as much as the next guy. Unless the yeah. next guy is James Acaster and Ralph Spall.
3: <laughs> yeah. Favourite food, he said. His favourite food is ice cream. Yeah, and, fair uh, enough. you know, I'm gutted that I went off on so many tangents that we didn't have enough time at the end to talk about ice cream as much as I would like. But your own you know fault. But you what? We always do redemption episodes every now and again. We have redemption dinner parties. I say next time... Rafe ball comes in and we talk to him more about ice cream because that's his redemption. He didn't get to so, talk about ice cream enough.
2: Oh, his redemption is he didn't get to talk about ice cream enough.
3: Okay, yes. yeah, that makes sense. I'd love to have Rafe back in the Dream Restaurant um, because, as
2: you noticed, we're brothers in arms. you are brothers in arms and he didn't choose Dandelion and Burdock. So Thank the Lord. Out. Thank the Lord. Thank you very much for coming into the Dream Restaurant, Rafe. Um, uh, as your reward, we will now tell everyone that uh, Trying, the second season, is available on Apple TV+. Plus from May the 14th. If you haven't seen the first season, go and watch that in preparation for season two.
3: Fantastic. Thanks very
2: much. Uh, We will see you again sometime soon in the Dream Restaurant. Goodbye. Choo-choo.
3: Hello there, listeners. Can we recommend you a new podcast? It's been going for three
2: years, but it'll be new if you listen to it now. Uh, My name's Stevie. My name's Dessa.
0: And we host the Nobody Panic podcast, which is all about how to be a functioning adult without consistently screaming and or crying all the time. Although crying is okay, crying is good. Listen to our episode on
3: how to cry at work. It's all kinds of different how tos, from how to be creative to how to concentrate to how to be good at small talk. Thank you, Stevie. We bring our experience, which is sort of minor, and then we get experts in to really give the advice.
2: We release podcasts every Tuesday, and um, it's on Apple Podcasts, Acast, Spotify, basically wherever you get your podcasts. We're there. We're there. We're ready to impart,
3: not our advice necessarily, but the advice of others to help you get through your day and your life. Are we selling it yet? I'd like to say that we're much better in the podcast than we are on this advert. Please do come over and check what we're like on the real thing. Oh, yeah. You'll be pleasantly surprised.
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better?